Section 7 of a series of lessons in Raja Yoga. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A series of lessons in Raja Yoga by Yogi Ramacharaka. The third lesson, The Expansion of the Self, Part 2. Mental Drill 1. Read over what we have said in the advanced course regarding the principle known as matter. Realize that all matter is one at the last, that the real underlying substance of matter is akasha or ether, and that all the varying forms evident to our senses are but modifications and grosser forms of that underlying principle. Realize that by known chemical processes, all forms of matter known to us or rather all combinations resulting in forms may be resolved into their original elements and that these are merely akasha in different states of vibration. Let the idea of oneness of visible universe sink deeply into your mind until it becomes fixed there. The erroneous conception of diversity in the material world must be replaced by the consciousness of unity, oneness at the last in spite of the appearance of variety and manifold forms. You must grow to see behind the world of forms of matter and see the great principle of matter, akasha or ether, back of, within and under it all. You must grow to feel this as well as to intellectually see it. 2. Meditate over the last mentioned truths and then follow the matter still further. Read what we have said in the advanced course, lesson 11, about the last analysis of matter, showing it fading away into force or energy until the dividing line is lost, and matter merges into energy or force, showing them both to be but the same thing, matter being a grosser form of energy or force. This idea should be impressed upon the understanding in order that the complete edifice of the knowing of the oneness may be complete in all its parts. 3. Then read in the advanced lessons about energy or force in the oneness underlying its various manifestations. Consider how one form of energy may be transformed into another and so on around the circle, the one principle producing the entire chain of appearances. Realize that the energy within you by which you move and act is but one of the forms of this great principle of energy with which the universe is filled, and that you may draw to you the required energy from the great universal supply. But above all endeavor to grasp the idea of oneness pervading the world of energy or force or motion, see it in its entirety rather than its apparent separateness. These steps may appear somewhat tedious and useless, but take our word for it. They are all helps in fitting the mind to grasp the idea of oneness of all. Each step is important and renders the next higher one more easily attained. In this mental drill, it will be well to mentally picture the universe in perpetual motion. Everything is in motion. All matter is moving and changing its forms and manifesting the energy within it. Suns and worlds rush through space, their particles constantly changing and moving. 
Chemical composition and decomposition is constant and unceasing. Everywhere the work of building up and breaking down is going on. New combinations of atoms and worlds are constantly being formed and dissolved. And after considering this oneness of the principle of energy, reflect that through all these changes of form, the ego, the real self, you, stand unchanged and unharmed, eternal, invincible, indestructible, invulnerable, real, and constant among this changing world of forms and force. You are above it all, and it revolves around and about you, spirit. 4. Read what we have said in the advanced course about force or energy, shading into mind substance which is its parent. Realize that mind is back of all this great exhibition of energy and force that you have been considering. Then will you be ready to consider the oneness of mind. 5. Read what we have said in advanced lessons about mind substance. Realize that there is a great world of mind substance or an universal mind which is at the disposal of the ego. All thought is the product of the ego's use of this mind substance, its tool and instrument. Realize that this ocean of mind is entire and whole, and that the ego may draw freely from it. Realize that you have the great ocean of mind at your command when you unfold sufficiently to use it. Realize that mind is back of and underneath all of the world of form and names and action, and that in that sense all is mind. Although still higher in the scale than even, mind are you, the real self, the ego, the manifestation of the Absolute. 6. Realize your identity with and relationship to all of life. Look around you at life in all its forms, from the lowest to the highest, all being exhibitions of great principle of life in operation along different stages of the path. Scorn not the humblest forms, but look behind the form and see the reality, life. Feel yourself a part of the great universal life. Let your thought sink to the depths of the ocean and realize your kinship with the life back of the forms dwelling there. Do not confound the forms, often hideous from your personal point of view, with the principle behind them. Look at the plant life and the animal life and seek to see behind the veil of forms into the real life behind and underneath the form. Learn to feel your life throbbing and thrilling with the life principle in these other forms and in the forms of those of your own race. Gaze into the starry skies and see there the numerous suns and worlds, all people with life in some of its myriad forms and feel your kinship to it. If you can grasp this thought and consciousness, you'll find yourself at one with those whirling worlds and instead of feeling small and insignificant by comparison, you will be conscious of an expansion of self until you feel that in those circling worlds is a part of yourself, that you are there also while standing upon the earth, that you are akin to all parts of the universe 
nay more that they are as such your home as is the sport upon which you are standing you will find sweeping upon you a sense of consciousness that the universe is your home not merely a part of it as you had previously thought you will experience a sense of greatness and broadness and grandness such as you have never dreamed of you will begin to realize at least a part of your divine inheritance and to know indeed that you are a child of infinite the very essence of your divine parent being in the fibers of your being at such times of realization one becomes conscious of what lies before the soul in its upward path and how small the greatest prices that earth has to offer are when compared to some of these things before the soul as seen by the eyes of the spiritual mind in the moments of clear vision you must not dispute with these visions of the greatness of the soul but must treat them hospitably for they are your very own coming to you from the regions of your spiritual mind which are unfolding into consciousness 7. The highest step in this dawning consciousness of oneness of all is the one in which is realized that there is but one reality, and at the same time the sense of consciousness that the I is in that reality. It is most difficult to express this thought in words, for it is something that must be felt rather than seen by the intellect. When the soul realizes that the spirit within it is, at the last, the only real part of it, and that the absolute and its manifestation as spirit is the only real thing in the universe, a great step has been taken. But there is still one higher step to be taken before the full sense of oneness and reality comes to us. That step is the one in which we realize the identity of the I with the great I of the universe. The mystery of the manifestation of the Absolute in the form of the Spirit is veiled from us. The mind confesses its inability to penetrate behind the veil, shielding the Absolute from view, although it will give us a report of its being conscious of the presence of the Absolute just at the edge of the boundary line. But the highest region of the spiritual mind, when explored by the advanced souls, who are well along the path reports that it seems beyond the apparent separation of spirit from spirit and realizes that there is but one reality of spirit and that all the eyes are really but different views of that one centers of consciousness upon the surface of the great eye the center of which is the absolute itself this certainly penetrates the whole region of spiritual mind and gives us all the message of oneness of the spirit just as the intellect satisfies us with its message of oneness of matter energy and mind the idea of oneness permeates all planes of life the sense of reality of the eye that it is apparent to you in the moments of your clearest mental vision is really the reflection of the sense of the reality underlying the whole it is the consciousness of the whole manifesting through your point or center of consciousness the advanced student or initiate find his consciousness gradually enlarging until it realizes its identity with the whole 
he realizes that under all the forms and names of the visible world there is to be found one life one force one substance one existence one reality one and instead of his experiencing any sense of the loss of identity or individuality he becomes conscious of an enlargement of an expansion of individuality or identity instead of feeling himself absorbed in the whole he feels that he is spreading out and embracing the whole this is most hard to express in words for there are no words to fit the conception and all that we can hope to do is to start into motion by means of our words the vibrations that will find a response in the minds of those who read the words to the end that they will experience the consciousness which will bring its own understanding this consciousness cannot be transmitted by words proceeding from the intellect but vibrations may be set up that will prepare the mind to receive the message from its own higher planes even in the early stages of dawning consciousness one is enabled to identify the real part of himself with the real part of all other forms of life that passed before his notice in every other man in every animal in every plant in every mineral he sees behind the sheath and form of appearance an evidence of the presence of the spirit which is akin to his own spirit yea more than akin for the two are one he sees himself in all of life in all time in all places he realizes that the real self is everywhere present and everlasting and that the life within himself is also within all the universe in everything for there is nothing dead in the universe and all life in all of its varying phases is simply the one life held used and enjoyed in common by all each ego is a center of consciousness in this great ocean of life and while apparently separate and distinct is yet really in touch with the whole and with every apparent part it is not our intention in this lesson to go into the details of this great mystery of life or to recite the comparatively little of the truth that the most advanced teachers and masters have handed down this is not the place for it it belongs to the subject jnana yoga rather than raja yoga and we touch upon it here not for the purpose of trying to explain the scientific side of it for you but merely in order that your minds may be led to take up the idea and gradually manifest it in your conscious realization there is quite a difference between the scientific intellectual teaching of jnana yoga whereby the metaphysical and scientific sides of the yogi teachings are presented to the minds of the students in a logical scientific manner and the methods of raja yoga in which candidates is led by degrees to a consciousness outside of mere intellectual belief of his real nature and powers we are following the latter plan for this course is a course in raja yoga we are aiming to present the matter to the mind in such a manner that it may prepare the way for the dawning consciousness by brushing away the preconceived notions and prejudices 
and allowing a clean entrance for the new conception. Much that we have said in this lesson may appear on, on one hand like useless repetition and on the other hand like an incomplete presentation of the scientific side of the yogi teachings. But it will be found in time that the effect has been that the mind of the student has undergone a change from the absorbing of the idea of the oneness of life and the expansion of the self. The candidate is urged not to be in too much of a hurry. Development must not be forced. Read what we have written and practice the mental drills we have given. Even if they may appear trifling and childish to some of you, we know what they will do for you, and you will agree with us in time. Make haste slowly. You will find out that the mind will work out the matter, even though you be engaged in your ordinary work and have forgotten the subject for the time. The greater portion of mental work is done in this way while you are busy with something else or even asleep. For the subconscious portion of the mind works along the lines pointed out for it and performs its task. As we have said, the purpose of this lesson is to bring you in the way of the unfoldment of consciousness rather than to teach you the details of the scientific side of the yogi teachings. Development is the key note of Raja Yoga. And the reason that we wish to develop this sense of reality of I and the expansion of the self at this place is thereby you may assert your mastery over matter, energy and mind. Before you may mount your throne as king, you must fully realize in consciousness that you are the reality in this world of appearances. You must realize that you, the real you, are not only existent and real, but you are in touch with all else that is real. And the roots of your being are grounded in the Absolute itself. You must realize that instead of being a separate atom of reality, isolated and fixed in a narrow space, you are a center of consciousness in the whole of reality, and that the universe of universes is your home, that your center of consciousness might be moved onto a point trillions of miles from the earth which distance would be as nothing in space and still you. The awakened soul would be just as much at home there as here. That even while you are here, your influence extends far out into space. Your real state, which will be revealed to you gradually throughout the ages, is so great and grand that your mind in its present state of development cannot grasp even the faint reflection of that glory. We wish you try to form at least a faint idea of your real state of being in order that you may control the lower principles by the force of your awakened will, which will depends upon your degree of consciousness of the real self. As man grows in understanding and consciousness of real self, so does his ability to use his will grow. Will is the attribute of the real self. It is well that this great realization of real self brings with love for all of life and kindness. For were it not so, the will that to the great herd of those 
of the race who had not proved us so far. Their relativehood be mean for in the end, and at the last, no soul is ever really heard. But the dawning power brings with it greater love and kindness. And the higher the soul mounts, the more is it filled with the higher ideals and more does it throw from it the lower animal attributes. It is true that some of the souls growing into consciousness of their real nature, without an understanding of what it all means, may commit the error of using awakened will for selfish ends, as may be seen in the cases of black magicians spoken of in the occult writings, and also in cases of well-known characters in history and in modern life, who manifest an enormous will which they misuse. All of this class of people of great will have stumbled or grown blindly into a consciousness or partial consciousness of real nature but lack the restraining influence of higher teachings. But such misuse of will brings pain and unrest to the user, and he is eventually driven into the right road. We do not expect our students to grasp fully this idea of expansion of self. Even the highest grasp it only partially. But until you get a glimmering of the consciousness, you will not be able to progress far on the path of Raja Yoga. You must understand what you are before you are able to use the power that lies dormant within you. You must realize that you are the master before you can claim the powers of the master and expect to have your commands obeyed. So bear patiently with us, your teachers, while we set before you the lessons to be learned, the tasks to be performed. The road is long and is rough in places. The feet may become tired and bruised, but the reward is great and there are resting places along the path. Be not discouraged if your progress seems slow, for the soul must be unfolded naturally as does the flower without haste, without force. And be not dismayed nor affrighted if you occasionally catch a glimpse of your higher self, as MC says in her notes on Light on the Path. See Advanced Course, page 95. To have seen thy soul in its bloom, is to have obtained a momentary glimpse in thyself of the transfiguration which shall eventually make thee more than man. To recognize is to achieve the great task of gazing upon the blazing light without dropping the eyes, and not falling back in terror as though before some ghastly phantom. This happens to some, and so, when the victory is all but won, it is lost. Peace be with thee. Mantra Affirmation for the third lesson There is but one ultimate form of matter, one ultimate form of energy, one ultimate form of mind. Matter proceeds from energy and energy from mind and all are emanation of the Absolute. Three fall in appearance but one in substance. There is but one life, and that permeates the universe, manifesting in various forms 
but being at the last but one. My body is one with universal matter. My energy and vital force is one with the universal energy. My mind is one with the universal mind. My life is one with the universal life. The Absolute has expressed and manifested itself in spirit, which is the real I overshadowing and embracing all the apparently separate I's. I feel my identity with spirit and realize the oneness of all reality. I feel my unity with all spirit and my union through spirit with the Absolute. I realize that I am an expression and manifestation of the Absolute and that its very essence is within me. I am filled with divine love. I am filled with the divine power. I am filled with the divine wisdom. I am conscious of identity in spirit, in substance, and in nature with the one reality. End of section 7